Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and I built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You're more about the baseball models in the course of this episode, set to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, April 13th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, a reminder, if you want projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game, does not try to forecast it to a T, as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view around here and don't get distracted. When the Royals, who have, I believe, six hits with runners in the scoring position all year, have four in one game and score five runs with two outs of their first six, I don't even know what happened after that, but, you know, that sort of stuff happens but it will balance out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, looking like another profitable day here on Wednesday. It's doing well so far, and we might be capping it off with a nice little A-grade play on the Giants. At plus odds are up 3 nothing right now. Hopefully that can hold on. Uh, you know, So again, the A-grade plays are doing great. If you want all of them, reminder, go to Dub, Dub Club. That link's in the show description. You can just click there. It'll take you there. Sign up. Get all of the picks. I'm going to be adding some fun new features over there, too. going to be doing what we're calling Study Hall, where I will go over the rest of the games just on a video that's exclusive to Dub Club. A little less formal, a little more just chatting about the games. A lot of good stuff over there that's coming on uh, either there or coming on Dub Club, so check that out. The good and bad variance thing, I, I do want to make a point because the secret picks have been terrible, and I don't know... Uh, there's definitely a lot of bad variants there. The B grid picks are starting to come back around. There's definitely been some bad variants there. Um, just based off of expectations, it's it's uh, you know it's it's two weeks of a baseball season. I do expect it to, to come back around and again the B grid picks the last two days have been winning and I, I do expect that to continue. Um, I do think it's important though when I retweeted this. If you follow me on Twitter again, that um, you know, Twitter handles up there in the in the corner of the screen. I think it's important to remember that the way to view this is we know we're going to lose bets and we know even the bets we win probably aren't going to play out exactly like we want we're interested in making plus expected value plays or positive expected value plays whichever way you want to phrase it that's what we're doing here and you know we're going to miss a lot of picks we don't know which ones if we did we would lay off of them but it's part of the process because we're going to win enough on what we get right to cover what we lose when we get wrong. And so that's the key thing. I just want to make sure you're, you're thinking about some of you preaching to the choir on that. Um, but just make sure we're keeping that in mind. If, if you think it, you just had the perfect information and you wouldn't have a losing bet, that's just the wrong mentality to have because there is no way you're going to have that information. It's impossible. It is just not possible. So we know we're going to lose a lot of bets, but the but the idea is if we're playing bets that we're winning at 40%, it's because we're getting them at odds better than plus 150. And if we're winning at 50%, it's because we're getting them at plus odds in general. And if we're going to be winning at 60%, we're okay laying a little bit of odds, but not too big of odds, right? It's all about winning at a percent for those set of gains at the price such that it justifies the price that we're paying for them. We're going to lose some big favorites. We're going to lose some big dogs. We're going to... We're going to lose everything. We're going to win everything. 
right? It, 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 all over the board. It, it's all about the totality. So I keep preaching the same thing. And that's just what I want to hopefully soak into your mind by the end of the season. And some of you are already with me 100%. But if not, I want to make you a smarter, better. And that's the way we're looking at this long term one game. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? Got some good picks for you here today. Hopefully we can keep the winning going. Again, one of them going to go really wrong the wrong way. One of them's going to go really right the right way. We're just looking at the totality of trying to win more than we lose with regards to the money. Not about how many we win or lose, but about the amount that we're winning or losing relative to what we're winning and losing, right? So we're always being price sensitive. Okay, so again, I'll stop preaching before we get to it. So reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing. You're probably, it's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I'm scaling A-grade money line plays to return four units. It is the risk plus win equals four. If it's even money, you risk two to win two. That way we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. It's like flat betting on steroids. The idea being we don't just always bet to win one. We bet to win a little bit more or less or risk a little bit more or less just based off the odds, just to kind of keep things a little bit better. That kind of gives us the opportunity to play some of these bigger favorites and bigger dogs without having to, to figure out if we're scaling appropriately or not. This kind of does it for us. It's just the way I like to do it. I got B grades returning three, C grades returning two. But as always, with the scaling with the picks, take what you like. And leave the rest. Uh, if you're in the background here, I am in Las Vegas. So I am telling you uh, things that I'm looking at um, total-wise here today. Because, again, I talked about totals not being part of the official projections. But, you know, you're out in Vegas, you have a little fun. So I'm, I might give you a little bit of a total play on the drop-in uh, that I like that I wouldn't normally bet. But, you know, hey, when you're in Vegas, you also bet on your favorite hockey team and they win handily and, and you profit off of that. So sometimes you do you do more fun things when you're out in a place uh, like this. 105 p.m. Eastern, A's at the Orioles. Yeah, um, the Orioles did us, did us well on Tuesday. Uh, they did not on Wednesday. This game, I'm going to try to sell you on a C grade later. I don't want to use my collateral. I don't want to try to sell you on this C grade. Really, my honest advice on this game is see if there's any line movement. I don't really like the numbers right now. So that's my honest advice. The model says it should be Orioles minus 205. So right now I'm seeing numbers in, you know, minus 225 or so for the Orioles minus 230. Uh, it's, just, it's just a pass. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, I can say I think it's the smartest thing to do to pass based off the price on both sides. And one side will win or lose. So there is a, you know, I can come out here, I can say, bet the Orioles or bet the A's. One side will win or lose. But again, that's looking at it in retrospect. So think back to what I talked about at the beginning. If you missed that, go back and, and listen to my little like two minute sermon there. Um, you know, at the price of minus 230, I don't think if we play this game 100 times, so I don't think the Orioles win it enough to justify that price. And are we going to get one of those 100 that they win or lose? I have no idea. So I just don't think minus 230 is a good price for the Orioles here. Do I really want to back the A's? N no. Um, they used a lot of their better relievers here on Wednesday. They don't, they don't have very many of them. Uh, and, and I want a better price in this. So I'm not really excited, but I think the A's are the smarter player too, just because we never know what's going to happen. And this Orioles team is solid, but they still have flaws as we saw on Wednesday night. And they're going to throw a pitcher in Cole Irvin who isn't that great a uh, model has him below average he's gotten lit up his first two starts it's not been that bad but the advanced metrics are still not pretty um the advanced metrics actually are worse than his projected um park neutral era going forward so um I i'm not a big fan of cole Irvin. i mean this anything can happen in this game uh so I i'd rather be on the a's than the i'd rather be in the orioles my, my first my priority would be if i can be on the orioles at a number that starts with a one i'm in 
We're not seeing that right now. 200, 205, and maybe you talk me to that. If the line goes down there, maybe, maybe you talk me to that. It's not, it's not a bad play, but at 230, I'm just, I, I'm not doing it. I'll be on the A's here as an official pick. I'm making an official pick on every game. It's not one that I'm running to the winner to bet. I'm personally holding my money in my wallet, right? So it's more fun to have the tickets, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm holding my money in my wallet. Uh, for right now, just seeing if there's any line movement on this one. At plus 198, it's a C-grade pick on the, on, on the A's. Just because baseball's weird, it's risking like two-thirds of a unit or something really small. Uh, I just, if nothing else in this game, I want to talk it of laying a crazy huge price with the rules. If it comes down, great. At 230, it's just not worth it, I don't think. Um, Adam Aller will be pitching for the A's. Don't know what to make of him. Model's kind of treating it as a bullpen game. I don't really think that much. I, sorry, I, I've seen him pitch. Model is treating it as a bullpen game. Doesn't have a lot of great data on him. Doesn't think it's going to go well. It's giving him a ding. It, it doesn't think he's going to go very deep. Uh, A's bullpen, not very deep. It's probably not going to go well for them either. A lot of runs probably happening. There's a reason why the model projects a total of 10. I'm seeing nine and a half, ten 10 out in the market. I'm not really running to bet the over, but if I was going to pick something, I would definitely be betting over nine and a half. I'd rather have a nine. I don't think it's going to happen. We have a warm day in Baltimore. It's going to be in the mid eighties and the wind will be blowing out at over 10 miles an hour. We saw a bunch of unders here on Wednesday. Overs have still been the better play overall this season and the ball should be flying. And I don't really think much of either of these pitchers. Uh, so I, I, I'd be playing the over as probably my strongest pick if I had to right now, but I'm going to wait and see what happens before this game gets going uh, tomorrow afternoon morning out here in Vegas and see if I can find a better price. So mainly if nothing else, hopefully I can give you some ideas, things to look for, uh, but maybe also just kind of pass on this one and focus on the other game at 1 p.m. Eastern. Red Sox at the Rays, all over the Rays again. They were the A-plus play of the day. That won for us again. Those have been doing fantastic so far on Wednesday. And back on the Rays, minus 190. It's only a B-grade, not an A-grade, but I do think this is definitely something that should be part of your portfolio. Corey Kluber versus Jeffrey Springs. Springs is a really good pitcher, still a zero ERA. Again, he won't continue that, but he's pitching really well. He's a good pitcher, better than average by almost a full standard deviation. And he's going to be countered by a Corey Kluber, who's looked terrible in two starts. The advanced metrics have been even worse, and the model didn't really like him coming into the season. So it's a massive pitching mismatch in favor of the Rays. They might go 162-0. Obviously not. <laughs> They have a much better offense than the Red Sox. And the Red Sox did put some runs together on the Rays' bullpen here on Wednesday, giving us a little bit of a scare. But this Red Sox offense is average. But against a lefty, given how left-handed heavy they are, I don't want really at all. They drop below almost have a full standard deviation below league averages. Rays' offense is good against righties and lefties. The Red Sox pin a weakness last year is actually not bad, but the Rays' pin still better in Tampa. This number should be starting with a two, in my opinion. The fact that we're getting minus 190 is a steal. It's a B-grade pick, but it's and it's definitely one that I want to be invested in. Models should be minus 195, but again, I think it should start with a two. Rays win this one at least two out of three times, and that makes this type of investment profitable in the long run. Total in this game, I'm seeing eight, and the model says 8.2. So the night game, 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern. This is a Seagram I'm going to try to talk you into. The Seagrams haven't done well. I don't think that's going to continue. I think they're going to be ROI about 1%. By the end of the year, that'd be my projection if I had to guess. We got a long ways to go. They haven't been anywhere near that good so far, but we're two weeks out of you know 20 or so, 22, 24, whatever in the season. So long ways to go. Uh, this is a C grade, though, I think we should be invested in. The reason why is Joe Ryan for the Twins. I love backing this guy. He did really well last year at the start of the season when it was colder, when that ball wasn't flying around quite as much. He's more of a fly ball pitcher, and that's not going to bode very well for him on a game that's going to start off at 85 degrees and going to close 
in the mid 70s and a wind around 10 miles an hour blowing out to left center field, helping any of the Yankees right handed hitters, which they have more of than lefties. So I just don't think this is a good matchup for Joe Ryan, given the Yankees propensity for home runs, the warmer weather. Yankee Stadium doesn't really play hitter friendly. There was a lot of talk about Judge last year. If you heard me talking about that, I thought it was kind of nonsense. Here's the thing with Yankee Stadium early on in the season, late in the season when it's cold, it's pretty pitcher friendly. Middle of the season when it's hot, it's hitter friendly. It's a little bit of both. It's kind of neutral on the whole. Tomorrow's going to be more of a summery day. It's not going to be in the 90s, of course, but it's going to be warm enough with the wind blowing out. It's going to be hitter friendly, especially with what we've seen this year. So it's only a C grade pick. Model says it should be Yankees minus 130, but the model, while it knows a lot of information, I haven't gotten it to the point yet where I've incorporated fly ball, ground ball ratios with the weather yet. And so just knowing that Joe Ryan's more of a fly ball pitcher, I just don't think that bodes well for him. I think it should be higher than minus 130. So I think Yankees minus 140. It's actually not a bad investment. It's one I'll be getting sooner rather than later because I do assume Yankee money is going to come in as this one moves along. Johnny Brito for the Yankees, a pretty good pitcher. Model has him as better than league average. He's got a sub one ERA in his two games this year. And the underlying metrics say, obviously it's a bit of a mirage because who wouldn't be at that point, but he's still done really well this season. I think he can match, he can go toe to toe with Joe Ryan. It's just that I think Ryan's going to be in a tough spot in this game, given the Yankees bats are better than the Twins. The Twins' strength is their bullpen, not their bats. I think they're going to have a hard time keeping the ball in the yard this day. And the Yankees, also with a good pitcher, but better bats, are in position to win this one. So I like the Yankees at minus 140. I also have already bet this over. Eight is what I'm seeing out there at a lot of places. It's eight and a half and a few. So shop around, get that over eight like I did. The model says 9.5. I think there's going to be a lot of runs in this game. One of the biggest discrepancies on the board with regards to total and one that I was very excited to jump on at eight. Yet hopefully you can get that eight as well. 7 or 7 p.m. Eastern Tigers, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays got it done for us, but my goodness, did they give us a heart attack on Wednesday night, waiting until the ninth inning to tie it up and then winning in the 10th. Back on the Blue Jays again here, minus 225 is a B-grade pick. I am seeing some better numbers out there, though. They get it much closer to an A-grade. So we can shop around and see if you can get a number that's closer to minus 200, maybe in the upper minus 100s if you shop around really hard. Get some good value on this one. But either way, I like the Blue Jays as long as the prices get too high. Models should be minus 226. So anything in the lower minus 200s is a pretty strong play on the Blue Jays. I just don't like this Tigers offense. I don't like the Tigers relievers you saw on Wednesday night. Why don't? Spencer Turnbull, not bad. And he's actually not that much worse than Chris Bassett. Bassett's been terrible in his first two starts. And the underlying metrics say it's not a mirage. Both these guys, the model says, are below average. So the biggest benefit of why the Jays should be favored by this much is they still have one of the best offenses in baseball. Tigers still have one of the worst offenses in baseball. And when it comes to the relievers, while it's not that different at the end of the line, the last guys, the depth that the Blue Jays has is have is much better than the Tigers. And that's going to matter more so in a day like today. It didn't really matter on Wednesday with Gaussman going, but it's going to matter a whole lot more with Bassett because Bassett hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked good with the new pitch clock. He seems like it's really throwing off his rhythm. And I'm not sure how good he was overall anyway, other than just a league average pitcher. So again, two starting pitchers that are just okay, not great, a little below average. But the bullpens, and again, the offense is why the home Blue Jays should be favored by as much as they are. 
total in this one is nine models is 9.1. So a total that I think is spot on, but I think Blue Jays in the low minus 200s is a really good investment. Models projecting the roof to be open 70 degrees at first pitch, closing around 60. Winds will be blowing around 10 miles an hour, but with these retractable roof stadiums, you never really know exactly what that means. So the wind's not really being factored in the total as much as it is the fact that it's going to be a nice night open roof. Don't really think it's going to do too much to the total. I think nine's pretty good. Um, if I had to do anything, I'd be betting the over just because of the fact that this has be, been a more hitter-friendly ballpark and I don't trust these pitchers. But you saw a game like Wednesday night uh, go comfortably under the total. So that's why, for now, I'm not really excited about an overnight. If I had to, I'd play it. But I really do like the Blue Jays. If you are playing Moneyline Parlays, and I've already recommended this one to my dad who's with us in Vegas. I think he's placing it overnight here. Um, at one of the Caesars properties, got him on a three-game Moneyline parlay. He likes the two and the three. And I know a lot of you out there, I don't like to do it. But again, I know people do it. So if you're doing it here, Rays, Blue Jays, two good teams to put into a parlay along with this last team, the Cardinals, at 7.45 p.m. Eastern at minus 225. It's a B grade against the Pirates. The Pirates, you know, without O'Neill Cruz, that really hurts them a lot, obviously. Their offense now... You know, better than a team like the Tigers, but now falls kind of more from closer to league average to clearly below, not terrible, but still below league average. Cardinals offense, well above league average. Cardinals got the better bullpen as well. And they've got the massive edge and starting pitcher here. Vince Velasquez, as an Astros fan, you know, a lot of potential, and we've seen him do really well at times, but I don't think he has any business being in the big leagues. If he was going to be, I would try him as a reliever. I don't really know why he's starting He's looked terrible his first two times out. The underlying metrics are terrible. He projects as one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. Jordan Montgomery is good. The Yankees have to be regretting giving him up, especially with all the injuries they've got to their own starting pitching core right now. Two starts, two good starts that are backed up by the underlying metrics. Massive starting pitcher mismatch in favor of the Cardinals. Not as big of a mismatch, but still a mismatch with regards to the bullpen and the offense. This is all Cardinals at home. Model says it should be minus 223, so it's basically a break-even expected value play. Cardinals in the lowest 200s, just like the Blue Jays, a pretty solid investment. Weather should be nice in St. Louis, mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. Winds blowing kind of out, kind of across, so maybe check the weather in the morning to see it's actually going across to left field or out to left field, but it'll be around 10 miles an hour to start, but dying down as the night goes on. Totals eight and a half. Model says 8.4. So a pretty well priced total. Again, just focusing here on the Cardinals. And again, if you're doing the parlay, some combo, whether it's two or three teams of Cardinals, Jays, and Rays, that'd be the way I'd be looking. And then playing the Yankees kind of just as a solo bet. Or if you're throwing the parlays, do two two teamers, that sort of thing. Just my biggest recommendation with parlays, two things. Number one, don't make them seven teams. And number two, don't do six parlays and put the same team or teams in five of them. All right. And you got too many eggs, one basket. So that's my biggest recommendation for parlays. If you can't afford on the bankroll, playing them straight's the way to go. But I understand that everyone does that. So that's my my two cents on how to handle that situation. Otherwise, though, that's all I've got. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content that we provide on this channel. Drop right into your feed. Back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.